But uh, now it's time to check in with the wife. It's time once again for... The Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with my wonderful wife, Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Hi. So, uh, what's on your mind this week? Well, a couple of things. I I have an anti-top five. Okay. And I kind of want to continue the TV talk from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's right. We got a listener call. Uh, It was a while ago, actually. So, uh, she kind of got us thinking about TV again. But let's start with your, uh, your different top five. Yeah, movies I love to hate. Okay, your bottom five movies then. What are they? Number five. Payback. Payback. That was uh, Mel what's his Gibson. Name? Mel Gibson, and he's after like some ridiculously small amount of money for the amount of trouble he's causing. Right. Um, he. I guess I'm not even. I can't even remember the story, <laughs> but he's been like cheated out of 150 bucks or something, and mm-hmm. he goes around killing people to get back this 150 bucks and the movie is incredibly it's just violent and not violent in a funny way it's just really violent and disturbing and i actually i finished the whole movie and i felt really really dirty afterwards oh my but i mean you know it had uh, it had uh, what's her face in it lucy lou lucy lou playing you know the stereotypical asian dragon lady that's true and that's i like true. lucy lou i really want to see her in, in better parts but you know this i think was kind of a, a low in her career oh, well, I, I, I didn't dislike the movie I, I can't say that i liked it either it was very dark right. and i think uh Either they were going for a specific mood that just didn't engage us or it missed the mark. I guess you're saying it, it didn't work. I, know, I, I imagine people are going to write in and say, I didn't get it. Which... Well, I, I, that's a possibility. I mean, yeah. maybe they weren't after us. Okay, Payback with Mel Gibson, not your favorite film. Number four. Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, my golly. And uh, it's another one people are going to say, you didn't get it. You know, honestly, I think, you know, it was a Kubrick film. And I love Kubrick films. I do, too. So when I dislike this movie... I was like, you know, I maybe I need to go read up on this or something. Maybe I just don't understand. In fact, we might have given it a second chance or something. I don't I don't know. But we didn't get it at all. It was so tedious. It was just full of moments that they could have taken out, you know, just endless bits of dialogue that went nowhere and that freaking piano key. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, after we walked out of the movie, we just kept talking about how when we were walking around, we wish someone was following us with a piano just going bing. bing. Bing! (laughs) You know, again, it's a Kubrick film. It might be reaching on levels that uh, we are just too dumb to understand. But the reason why I think there's a possibility that this movie might have actually sucked is that after it had come out, all of the marketing featured was all about how scandalous it was and all of the nudity and, ooh, shocking, and the unrated version and all the sex and stuff. And you're like... Was, was that the point of the film? I don't think that was the point of the film. And I mean, there wasn't really anything all that titillating in it, you no, know? No, in fact, it was the kind of, uh, you know, clinical, sterile uh, sex that, that I would actually would have expected from Kubrick. But again, if that was the core of the marketing, then there might not have actually been much story to, to follow. Um, Nicole Kidman was in it. Tom Cruise was in it. I don't remember. But what, there was that uh, young lady in this film, though, wasn't there, that we kind of liked? Oh, uh, Lily Sobieski? Yeah, um, she looks like she's a spitting image of, of Helen, Helen Hunt. Hunt. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, it was nice that she was in what the film. What happened to her, I wonder? I'm not sure. Uh, was there anyone else in the film that well, you remember? Well, a guy named Todd Field is in this film, and he was the director of In the Bedroom. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, a Kubrick film, 
but we we did not like it. Number three? Eye of the Beholder. I definitely remember disliking this movie just while we were watching it. In fact, weren't, weren't, wasn't everyone in the theater laughing at this movie? Yeah, and I, I walked out and I stood up and I actually said out loud, what the hell was that? <laughs> and and the, whole audio, the whole theater started giggling, yeah. Um, I couldn't even begin to tell you exactly what this uh, film was about. It had Ashley Judd. She was the star. Um, if that's what that was, and uh, Ewan McGregor was in it as you well. You know, I love Ewan McGregor, and this the the fact that he's in this movie is really disappointing. <laughs> but here here's a funny story. Remember when we went to see this? Right, right. There were two movies playing at a time that we could have gone. There was this and Galaxy Quest. And you thought Galaxy Quest? Oh no, my husband, the sci-fi nerd. Forget this. We're going to Eye of the Beholder. Come on, you know Ewan McGregor and uh, and Ashley Judd. How can we miss? And um. I think after we walked out, you said we should have seen Galaxy Quest. And then two hours later, Wayne, Ryan's one of Ryan's good friends, called and said, you should see Galaxy <laughs> Quest. It's so funny. Yeah. We were really desperate to see anything that day. We had a, we, 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 fi- we had found a babysitter and had a rare time out. So we actually drove all over the island trying to find a movie to watch. Unfortunately, it was Eye of the Beholder. And Ashley Judd has not gone on to impress, impress us in any no, way. No, no, she hasn't. All right. Uh, number three. I, Robot. I, Robot. I was really really looking forward to this film of course being a fan of isaac asimov but uh no will smith science fiction uh, did not work no the supporting cast left a lot to be desired (laughs) it was kind of just a really big cg fest you know it was a really good display of cg but not much else and the funny thing was, I always thought that this story, if you actually read the book, is it, it really lends itself, I think. It could have been a great movie, and if they'd focused on all of the ethical questions and stuff that was the point of the, of the, of the novel, it would have been a good film. Yeah, I could see that it was going somewhere, but it never went. Right. So, you know, again, you just have a big pile of impressive CG and really not much else. Yeah, it opens with the three laws of robotics, the, the great and, you know, meaningful uh, statements about how robots should conduct themselves, and then after that, it's everything things exploding mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy what was uh where are we now number two number one. Oh, okay we're already at the stinker of stinkers uh what what is your least favorite movie con air con air you really dislike that film i and i don't really know why because i am actually kind of partial to mindless shoot 'em ups once in a while i mm-hmm. liked armageddon right i think this kind of falls into that same category yeah but uh you said this was the only film you've ever walked out of. Right. I was with my mom, and my mom is the most agreeable, easygoing moviegoer in the world. You know, she will sit through anything, and, and you know, even if, if she doesn't like something, she will never express disapproval of it. But I actually turned her and I said, Mom, are you enjoying this? And she said, no, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... Yeah, I I thought this. I kind of thought this film was fun again in that big, noisy, stupid way. And and actually, when you look at the cast, you know, you have really high hopes for this film. Uh, John Cusack. John Nicholas, Cusack alone is enough to make me watch a movie. Right. There's something with with this particular film that just I couldn't finish it. It's just so relentless. It's it's and not a re- good relentless like a kind of headache inducing relentless. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the cast was was something that I was looking forward to. Nick Cage, John Cusack, Steve and, Buscemi, right? Steve Buscemi. I mean, a lot of folks. John Malkovich is in this yeah, film as well. Um, so it was good to see them together, and and I guess fun on that kind of a exploration of of explosions and violence sort of way but uh you know not really satisfying to you no just way too much all right so what were your bottom five movies 
Payback, Eyes Wide Shut, Eye of the Beholder, Eye Robot, and Con Air. Lots of eyes in there. Yeah, I guess so. Now, um, we also wanted to respond to a voicemail message that someone left after we did our show about TV shows. And I apologize for the delay. It was a while ago, but uh, here's Rachel. Hey, Ryan and Jen. Um, My name is Rachel from Portland, Oregon. And I just wanted to say I love both of your podcasts. I especially love Hawaii Up because of the music that you play and the food that you talk about because I went to Hawaii last year and I just had a ball and I really miss it there. And I just wanted to wish Ryan a happy birthday because he mentioned that it was his birthday this week. And also you wanted to know about shows that I watch that you guys should watch. Well, I don't really watch a lot of the shows that you guys said were in your top five, except for Lost. But um, I really like My Name is Earl and Extreme Home Makeover. So you might want to check those out too and load up your Tebow with lots more because that's what I do. And I hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll talk to you later and Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for the birthday wishes as well. I appreciate that. Now, um, let Extreme Makeover Home Edition, do you know anything about the show? No, I haven't ever, I've never caught it. So we'll still have to check that one out. I, I mean, I've read a lot about it, and even some really, you know, manly men that I know have actually mentioned uh, watching it and getting a little teary-eyed. So I guess, you know, it's, a, it's one of those shows that's very good and also uh, focuses on good things for once. But we did definitely check out the, uh, the other My show. My name is Earl. Right. Uh, that's actually pretty funny, I thought. I like it. It's cute. It's funny. And, you know, I like Jason Lee. He mm-hmm. does the poor, dumb schlub thing very well. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I definitely like uh, Jason Lee, and I think he's the heart of the show. Why it works, like you said, he does the dumb schlub well. There's a, He also has a brother, an even dumber schlub. Yeah, Randy is his brother's right, name. Right, uh, played by Ethan Supley, and uh, they, they go well together because it's it's just funny to watch uh, one schlub actually being smarter and trying to help another schlubbier schlub. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the construct, the gimmick of the show is kind of cute. Well, um... Earl is working off a list. He made a list of all the bad things that he did in his life while he was in the hospital. Right. He got hit by a truck right after winning the lottery. Right. So the money gives him the means to, you know, undo all of these bad deeds. Right. Every show is dedicated to one item on his list. And, you know, things get complicated, but he has to kind of work things out and and ultimately make right what he's done wrong. Right. And it's interesting because the range of wrongs is everything from messing with his ex-wife to, you know, stealing a beer from some guy at a golf club. So, I, I, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a really cute show. Um, also, you said when you did the top five last time of the shows you liked, uh, there were a couple that you wished you could include. What were they? Oh, well, one of them was Mythbusters. Oh, absolutely. Adam Savage and Jamie, Jamie Heineman. Heineman. And that's a Discovery Channel show. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, they go after uh, urban legends and prove whether or not they could actually happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. I mean, they test all kinds of things, just you know things that you you wouldn't even think of like my favorite one lately is there's a myth about um the chinese using basically big drums underground to tell them when invading armies are coming and it turned out that it's true right right they've also tested like the five second rule yeah they've tested uh you know if two trucks hit a car from either end at the same time that it'll completely pancake and the best thing about this show of course is that some of the most uh, elaborate uh, myths out there they have the resources the explosives definitely that's a big part but also you know to large equipment and things that uh, the rest of us do to make it happen i mean you gotta think it's it this has got 
to be the best job in the world. I would think so. I mean, they look like they have a great time. You know, every time they blow something up, they're like a bunch <laughs> of little kids. And uh, the, their assistants in their, in their workshop are also actually a good part of the show as well. Right. And actually, they've been promoted to Mythbuster status before they were just interns, I guess. And now they're full Mythbusters. There's um, Tori, Carrie, and Grant who I guess Grant worked quite a bit on the three Star Wars prequels. Oh, okay. So uh, Mythbusters would have definitely been an honorary member of that list. For sure. All right. Um, Before we go, though, on that original top five, there was some news recently about a couple of those shows that you said you liked the best of all. Yeah, I guess they announced this week that Alias is in its last year. Yeah, um, I guess uh, the the star... Jennifer Garner just had a baby this week. Right, and also the show has been, you know, really getting at some of the underlying story and giving a lot away, so I guess they're saying it's about time to wrap that puppy up. Well, I'm kind of glad about that, you know, killing it when it when it's dead, you know, just letting it go naturally and not dragging it out. I'm right. kind of glad to see that. Um, and also, the other, another show, um, one I definitely liked, was Arrested Development. Yeah, gosh, I'm so angry at Fox. I can't believe they did what they did to yeah, that show. Yeah, they canceled it. Yeah. And, you know, the what was that you had said? I mean, the, the, the travesty of it, especially because it's Fox, is that a brilliant show like Arrested Development is on. Oh, yeah, and Pam Anderson, um, she has a sitcom that, I mean, I guess last season it was on for two episodes, and they're bringing it back. So they're I mean, nobody Arrested... was watching it. Yeah, I can't believe that either, so... I guess the hope, though, is that Arrested Development does have a future somewhere else. Yeah, I'm hoping like either HBO or Showtime will will pick it up. Okay, so yeah, it was good to revisit the TV uh, talk there. Thanks again, Rachel, for your call. And uh, thank you, Jen, for joining us. My pleasure.